you're listening to Fit Girl, Your Guide to Getting in Shape, podcast episode number 228. I'm Kira Langolf, your host and guide to getting in shape. As a professional fitness trainer, it's my job to get clients in shape quickly and keep them healthy. In this podcast, I'll reveal to you the shape up secrets I use along with training, nutrition, and motivational tips and advice. I'll set you straight on what works and what is a waste of time, and I'll be your guide to your best body ever. Check out my websites at fitnessmakeover.com and coachkira.com. In this episode, easy make and take snacks, the power of stretch, and time management for better motivation. Well, I can't believe the summer is already over for us. Uh, Here in Florida, we go back to school in August, just in time for the humidity and the rain and all the wonders that it does for our hair. Um, Anyways, hopefully you have a couple of weeks left of summer. I know a lot of people go back in September. So how was your summer? What did you do? Did you continue to work out? Did you stay on your schedule? Um, If you don't have kids, then you probably did. If you do have kids, then you're probably excited to actually get back to a schedule and some As always, I want to hear from you. Um, What did you get done this summer? Did you accomplish anything? Did you maintain your weight? Did you get stronger? Did you run a marathon? What did you do? Let me know on the Fit Girl USA Facebook page or send me an email either way. Um, We had a lot of things going on here this summer. Unfortunately, it didn't include a lot of podcasting. Sorry about that. We did put out a couple of videos. Um, The last one was how to not look like a dork in the gym and basically things that I see people do wrong all the time. And um, I don't know why it still continues. I guess it's just something that people don't want to learn or maybe they just see other people and don't ask. I don't know, but hopefully you won't be caught doing any of these things in the gym, um, along with a couple of helpful tips of how not to look like a dork by pretending like you know what you're doing. So anyways, if you didn't catch that, it's video. It's also on YouTube on the Get Fit TV channel. And um, it's also the last podcast is kind of all tied in together. So um, it's not an audio podcast. It's just the video. So if you're looking for audio, you're not going to find that that for that one. But anyways, hopefully you can get an idea of what you should be doing in the gym if you don't know already. Now, a lot of my stuff has changed. Um, most of it for the good. They're renovating the club that I work at. So hopefully I'll have a a gym when I come back. Um, I'm actually doing most of my clients at their homes anyway now, so it probably won't make as huge a difference, but um, it'll be interesting to see. So if you had seen some of the Quick Fit Club videos, that's actually where it was filmed and it's a real beautiful place. So hopefully it stays nice. Um, Sure it will. I'm sure it's going to be lovely when we get back there and maybe do a couple more videos and things. And speaking of videos, um, we've been also working on doing a webinar, which would be a live uh, video feed or a teleseminar, I guess would be the audio version. But um, the video feed is what we're actually testing. So I'm going to have a link in these show notes so that you can click on that and you can enter your email. And that way, um, when I get a group of people that we can test with, maybe about anywhere from five to 10, we can actually do like a, a trial and see how it goes before I actually let everybody in the world know about it. Um, You know how things always go the first time you do them. There's problems and kinks and, you know, who knows? I'm sure what can go wrong will go wrong. So anyways, look for a webinar tester uh, at the end of this podcast show notes. And that's at the fitgirlguide.blogspot.com. And then you can help me out on that. 
and fingers crossed hopefully it'll work because I'd like to really do a weekly Q&A. I know there's obviously still a lot of people that have questions out there um, and maybe modifications for different things. So start getting your brain going. Think of different things that maybe are trouble spots for you or questions that you have. Um, I know I've been looking at the summer survey and I'm going to talk to you about that too because there's some very interesting results. But before we get into that, I wanted to tell you about the strongandpowerful.com website that we're working on too. And that one is all about uh, self-confidence, self-esteem, and you can kind of think of it as an anti-bullying site for kids because we're going to have things on there to help them with their own self-esteem and self-confidence. And I know this is a very, very big portion of what affects us as adults. Um, a lot of the things we do right now are because of habits or feelings that we had growing up and not knowing how to deal with them. And this way, there are going to be some great steps to take in order to increase. I think everybody needs a little more self-confidence, a little more self-esteem, but you know these are things that aren't going to happen unless you actually work on them. And that goes in hand with your mindset. And that also goes in hand with the summer survey results where the most, um, the biggest fitness obstacle for most people was the lack of motivation. Now, right there with it, with it was being frustrated with little or no results. But lack of motivation seems to be one of those dominant themes no matter what. And motivation comes from within. It really does. But if you don't have the right thought patterns and you don't have the right habits, then yeah, you're not going to have motivation. So the Strong and Powerful website is pretty much going to be devoted towards that mindset and getting that motivation inside you. Yeah, there's going to be days where you're not going to have any, but you know what? Those days when you need a little kick, that's where it's going to come in. And obviously that makes the biggest difference on whether you go to the gym and get results or whether you don't. So I'm not sure if the uh, frustration with little or no results has to do with the fact that there's also a lot of inconsistency in working out and the lack of motivation could have to do with that. Um, and right behind those two, uh, as far as the um, most often cited fitness obstacle in this survey, was food cravings or overeating or basically lack of control over food. And that also goes with your mindset. You know, it's amazing to me that we work on the training and the physical aspect. We work on what we put on our mouths and the food, but we don't think about what our brains do, what they think. I mean, that's like the most important part of the whole puzzle. That's why everybody's not in shape. You know, when you start looking around, I know I've said this before, there's not that many people in great shape. So if it was just a training system, if it was just a diet, there would be tons of people in shape. But it's not just training. It's not just diet. It's not even just both of them. It's the mindset that makes the difference. So that's the one key thing that most people don't train, the mindset. So you know we do motivation in the podcast. You know I've got some articles and things like that. But we're also having the whole um, Strong and Powerful site. And there's going to be also a program that goes with that too if you want to go farther in depth. And you know what? i got to tell you, that's the one missing link for most people. Why they're not in shape is though they'll call it the lack of motivation. But I'll call it the lack of mindset, not the right mindset. 
Now, just to give you a, a little more information on the survey, and it is still up there on fitnessmakeover.com because you know the, the more people we have take the survey, the better the results are as far as looking at some of the percentages and things. So if you haven't already done it, go there, click on it, it's right there on the uh, sidebar, and take the survey. So just to let you know, most people wanted weight loss and sculpt, that's what they're working on. And most of the people taking the survey were considered or considered themselves intermediate exercisers. Now that's an experienced but inconsistent exerciser. Um, most of you were actually over the age of 46, about 57%. And then the next big range was between 25 and 45. So unfortunately, you're either starting new or you've been working at this for too long. I think it's the latter because we'll get to that as well. Um, most people owned dumbbells or weights, resistance bands, and stability ball. Now that's a big percentage. Stability ball had 70%, same as resistance bands, dumbbells or weights, 80%. Now that's not uncommon to have weights, but the surprising thing to me is always the stability ball and well, not so much the resistance bands. So two fabulous piece of equipment that you can definitely use to get in great shape at home without taking as much time as you would at the gym especially with a stability ball. Um, and you know, I've got DVDs about using the stability ball, doing yoga with it, the abdominals only, I mean, all that kind of stuff, but it's the consistency that's gonna make the difference. So setting aside maybe 10 minutes and doing a little mini routine or even just a couple exercises. But what it boils down to is that the majority of you have the equipment and the capability of getting in shape at home just with what you have. Now, it was kind of spread across the board as how much weight everybody wanted to lose. Uh, the biggest percentage was about 35% of you wanted to lose more than 25 pounds. And about 30% was between 10 and 15 pounds. Now, I never really know how realistic that is because I think we always tend to overestimate how much weight we think we need to lose. We probably only need to lose like 5, but we'll say 10. So anyways, reevaluate that if you took the survey and, and put down one of those numbers and see if you're being realistic about it. And please always remember that it's not so much the body weight, it's how your clothes fit, your measurements, and that's why anytime you're doing any program, you should always do your measurements on a regular basis. And yes, over at uh, fitnessmakeover.com forward slash club fit, there is still the measurements video, how to do your own measurements. So it's consistency in that too. You want to make sure you're measuring the same spots. So if you haven't seen that, go over there, do it, and make that your monthly thing to take your measurements, not step on the scale. That's just never going to be a good thing. Now we already went through what the biggest obstacles were. But there was also one that I didn't give you a choice of, and I probably should have put that down as your biggest obstacle being yourself or your mindset. And the reason I say that is because when you were asked the question, how long have you been working on your main fitness goal, the majority of you said forever. Now that's a lot. Um, now I know that 35%, okay, several years was about 23%, and over a year, was 20%. So the majority was over a year to forever. Now that's where you need to stop and evaluate and realize something needs to change. And it's probably not the training. It's probably not the eating. I mean, you're probably got a, a good handle on that. Maybe you're not as consistent as you want to be. Maybe you're not focusing on exactly the right exercises. You know, maybe you're focusing too much on cardio 
and not enough on your weight training because your weight training is that whole metabolism boosting part that's going to keep you lean the whole time. Um, we're going to get into that later on another podcast because don't get me started on that. But anyways, the point being that the mindset needs to change. Something has to change. Okay, so again, if you've been working on this same fitness goal forever and you've really not been giving it a good solid try or effort, I should say, then yeah, you know what you need to do. But if it's it's still a mystery to you, then you got to start with your head. Now, I already have some stuff out that will help you with that. And you can get those over at the Pro Shop. That would be the Retrain Your Brain series. There's also the 21-day challenge, which will help you get uh, back into a regular program. And then the Mindset Makeover book, which is basically part one of our fitness makeover workshop. Um, that whole mind, you know, getting the reprogramming on your mind. It's training your mind just like you do your body. Now, just reviewing a couple more things on the survey, because I really find this very fascinating. Um, I asked you, how many days a week could you exercise? And majority of you said five days or maybe every day. And then when I asked, how many times a week do you work out for more than 30 minutes right now or currently, 55% um, of you said three times a week. So these are very doable goals. I mean, if you're working out three times a week and you have the ability to work out almost every day, then you should be in shape and you should be to the point where three or four times a week for half an hour that's all you have to do and i'm not even talking about cardio that's just with the weight training um, because you don't need to do cardio if you've done the weight training and you've altered your metabolism with everything well everything i tell you to do <laughs> so these are very reasonable and obtain obtainable goals that you have for your um, fitness you know, I mean, there's no reason why you can't achieve this, um, except for as we go down to the uh, motivation, your biggest motivation challenge is your mindset, followed by patience, getting started, and no time. Again, all of those are deep-rooted in your mind, in the, your habits, too, and I really stress that because habits are just things you do over and over again, and they don't have to be good habits. It's just something you do constantly. So when you start changing your mindset and you start changing the way you think about things, it's kind of like seeing the glass half full and half empty. Yes, you could see it either way, but which way is going to benefit you more? All right, so we'll get into that as you start getting to the Strong and Powerful website and we start doing more things there. And of course, every time we do the podcast for the motivation. So hopefully you're taking some of the tips that I give you here and you're applying them and it's getting you closer and closer to reaching your fitness goal. Now, just to kind of give you a perspective, you should be able to get in whatever shape you want within maybe six months. And this really, it's kind of a varies from person to person. If you have only a few pounds to lose, you know, you, you might get there faster. If you have a lot, you might take longer. But in essence, if you're doing the right program and you're eating healthy, you should see changes in your body in at least three months, maybe four. Um, you can definitely redesign your whole body in six, but in six months, um, but it takes some commitment. So if you've been working on this for years, maybe it's time to reassess your commitment. And sometimes you say, you know what, I'm not willing to give up this and that. So it's going to take me longer or, what, or I'm happy where I am now. So I just want to maintain and that's fine too. Everybody has a different goal and you know what, goals are always changing. 
That's why we talk so much about them because you always need to revisit them, reevaluate, and come up with new ones. All right, so enough of all that good stuff for now. We're going to get on to the actual episode. Yes, there's still so much more to say. Now, since we've already talked about motivation for a little bit, um, I'm going to save that part for the end of the podcast, and we're going to jump into nutrition now. And in some previous podcasts, we've come up with some different ideas for snacks that you can grab that are on the go, but also things that are going to help you stick to your plan. So that's what we're going to go over a few more of those today. Now, it always seems like it's a challenge to get quality protein that you can take with you. And cheese definitely will fit the bill for that. But sometimes it can be a little boring. So by grabbing some cheese sticks or or string cheese, um, along with some grapes, you've got a nice combination there. You've got some proteins and some fats that are going to definitely help keep your hunger at bay. And then the grapes are going to give you that little sweetness that sometimes you might have a little craving for, um, along with just that chewability. Is that a word? I don't know. But anyways, anything that keeps your mouth moving is going to keep you from eating less if it's real chewy. So a great snack is just grabbing a bunch of grapes and a cheese stick, throw it in your purse or whatever, and out the door. Now, speaking of cheese, um, one ounce of like a sharp cheddar is going to give you about eight grams of protein. And the same goes for some of the string cheeses and some of the little mini cheeses, like the, uh, the Baby Bell would be the little round ones. And those are great also because you can slice them up. You can slice them thin so you get more. Um, And you definitely feel like you're indulging a little bit with those, but they are very good quality and they're really easy to just grab and go. Um, If you're trying to lose weight, you wanna maybe look for the ones that say part skim, but either way, you're definitely getting some good quality fats. They're gonna help you feel satisfied and definitely help you avoid cravings um, and stay on track. that's what it's all about. You can't get to where you want to be if you keep jumping off the the train there. Now, the next one um, is a more of a combination. You may be familiar with hummus and they can be, hummus can be great by itself. You can put it on pitas. You can also do it with vegetables, of course. Um, The best thing would be if you're in a hurry, either throw it in a coffee mug that has a lid. Um, The mason jars are real popular now for just throwing things in and taking them with you. Um, But uh, whatever the case may be, some hummus along with whatever vegetables you have around. I mean, you might have some um, carrots and celery that you chop up for your chicken salad, of course, Um, or you might just have them around for mixing. But you know what? Everything tastes better when you can spread something on top of it, right? So that would be a great combination and easy to take. Now, hummus is traditionally made from uh, chickpeas and tahini and olive oil. So yeah, there's going to be some fats in there. Um, Depending on how it's made, you could have anywhere from five grams of protein and maybe even four grams of fiber in a quarter cup serving. And that's definitely a good amount for both because you know the fiber is going to fill you up, so is the protein. So if you know you're going to have a long time between um, dinner, wait, no, lunch (laughs) before dinner, then you definitely want to make sure you get that four o'clock snack in there so you're not going to be crazy by the time dinner comes around and want to eat everything in sight. And that's basically what you have to keep in mind is you don't want to be blowing everything at night because you didn't pace yourself during the day. So having that four o'clock snack is very important for many reasons. Your metabolism, um, keeping your food intake on track, not overeating, 
when it comes to later at night, um, giving you that energy to continue. And of course, the, the brain function. If your brain starts to go wacko because you don't have enough food, then you're going to start craving food, especially sugars, because your brain knows it needs those to function. So that's why you tend to go for those first. So if we uh, catch it before it happens, then it's going to be that much easier to stay on track. Now in training, I want to talk to you about stretching. I actually have a stretch sheet that you can download. Um, it's also on the podcast page, which is the fitgirlguide.blogspot.com. And it's some of my favorite upper body stretches. And the reason why I'm giving those to you is because I think a lot of people are very visual. So you can look at them, you probably do some of them, but there's also some notes with them so that you might be able to fine tune them a little bit. Now, definitely, posture is the most important aspect of making your body look good. If you're slouching, you don't look good. If you have the good posture, not only do you stand tall, but your stomach is flatter, your waist is smaller, and everything looks more in proportion. So posture can come from stretching, or I, I guess it could be inhibited by not stretching, because a lot of times the back is the thing that is slouching because your chest is too tight. And those chest muscles, those outer chest muscles right there by your armpits, those are the things that get super tight. And the majority of these stretches are to help loosen up those areas. Now, stretching out through the chest and shoulders is also very important because uh, for women and men, but women who carry purses, you know, we always have a purse on one side and one side's going to be a lot tighter than the other because it's bearing more of the weight and that's kind of a constant plus we're always looking down that affects the neck and I tell you what if you end up with a tight neck and tight shoulders tight chest you're gonna end up with lower back pain so it kinda goes all together you know that body's all connected so stretching isn't just for the gym it's for any time of the day that something on you feels uncomfortable um, it's definitely going to increase your range of motion during your exercises. So if you're doing stretching in between exercises, that's a great way to really get some effective stretches, but you're still going to get some benefit if you're doing them just waiting in line at the grocery store. You might look kind of funny, but that's okay because we don't really care what other people think, right? Um, now we know that you need to stretch when you have injuries, but also to prevent injuries. Now, if you um, play any type of sports, um, volleyball, I mean, things that you might not even consider a sport, um, playing catch with your kids or doing some, I don't know, gardening, lawning, I mean, anything that requires your shoulders, which is pretty much everything, you're going to want to do these chest and tricep stretches that are on the sheet because you know what? The shoulders are the first things to go. They're kind of the weak link and we really abuse them and we don't do enough to strengthen them. Now your back exercises are going to strengthen them, different rotator cuff exercises are going to strengthen them as well. But one of the easiest ways to keep your shoulders healthy is with your posture. Just pulling your shoulders back and down. I'm always telling my clients back and down, back and down because you know what they know, they need to pull the shoulder blades together but they also need to pull those shoulders away from your ears. Think of having a nice long neck. Now when you do that, Guess what? Your head ends up over your spine. Now your body's in the right anatomical position and all of a sudden your muscles work better. So just the simple act of getting into your perfect posture is not only going to relieve a lot of stress through your muscles, it's definitely going to help save your shoulders, make you look thinner, 
um, and feel better. I mean, what's not to do? You definitely want to focus on that. It's easy also to do that when you're driving. Inevitably, you end up at a stoplight or traffic, whatever. Pull your shoulder blades back and down. Focus on it. That way you get in the habit. Remember, we talked about habits are just doing the same thing over and over again. And you're never going to change a posture unless you start to focus on it. And then you'll catch yourself when the posture is bad and you'll fix it. Now, the other important thing about stretching the areas in the shoulders and chest is that they're uh, the most commonly injured areas. You get those pains uh, such as like golfer's elbow or tennis elbow, um, neck problems. Those all really stem from the shoulders and more specifically the rhomboids, which is that part of the back that's right at the base of your neck. So again, back training, very important. Most people don't do it right and they don't do enough of it. So definitely when you're doing your back training, focus on squeezing the shoulder blades together. Not pulling with the hands, but trying to really feel how your shoulder blades can come together and that act itself pulls your arms back. Now you'll want to go check out the last episode which has the video of not what to do in the gym because I think in that one I have the row and how not to do that. Because uh, again, very often seen incorrectly. And I can understand people see the same people doing stuff incorrectly in the gym. The person looks like they're in halfway decent shape. You don't, you don't know any else. So, you know, you're going to copy them, but that doesn't make it right. Okay. Not in this day and age when we can look things up and you can research and you can definitely come up with a better idea of what's right and what's wrong. Because again, blatantly copying somebody that's doing something could injure you because your body is different and your limitations are different too. So when you get a chance, go and download the copy of the stretch sheet. And I think they're pretty easy stretches to do. As with any stretch, you want to focus on the range of motion. So you want to get your stretch to a point where it's comfortable, but you feel the muscle stretching. Hold it anywhere from 10 to 60 seconds. I know it's a big range, but just depends on what you have time for and what your goal is. And then you would repeat the stretch trying to go a little bit farther. Never do you want to have a stretch that strains you. If you find that you're holding your breath or something really hurts in a bad way, then back off because it does not do any good to strain the muscle. It's actually it's counterproductive because you're, you're trying to stretch and loosen it and you're going to end up just tightening it. So remember, stretching should always be comfortable. And if some of the stretches on the sheet are not comfortable for you, then you might need to add them in later as your chest and shoulders get more flexible and more open. And you're going to find when that happens, your posture is going to be much easier to maintain. And you know what? Everything in the neck, shoulder area is going to feel a lot better. Okay, so how are you going to remember to get those snacks in your purse or in your lunchbox? How are you going to remember to do the stretches that are going to help your posture? Well, time management. And it sounds very simple, but you know what? It's just taking a couple of minutes to figure everything out for the next day. You know, five minutes earlier, you can grab this and that. Taking five minutes to stretch, okay, I can fit it in here. So it's very important to assign times like you would an appointment for some of these activities. Now, we're going to go through for the motivation um, how to use time management to, well, keep you motivated. And there's a couple of tips I'm going to give you. Now, uh, last week, 
we had set some time limits last week, <laughs> last whatever the podcast was. I'm sorry, it was too long ago. But um, we talked about setting a time limit on whatever task you're doing, which I know is easier said than done. I, I get caught in that trap all the time. Um, so that you can focus on just that particular item. And that's where you want to get rid of all of the other things that are going on. So if you're on your computer, you close all of your, your um, browser windows, you take everything away, you put the phone on silent, you know, you just focus on what you're doing. And you can set an alarm. Your phone alarm will still ring and make noise even if your phone is got the silent on. I don't know what you call it, the silent switch, but whatever. Um, so you don't have to worry about that. Now, some people need peace and quiet to work, and some like to listen to a little bit of music, and that's fine if it helps you, as long as it doesn't distract you. So now you're concentrating on one particular task. I know we always try to multitask, but it's not always beneficial. You, you don't always do your best on whatever you're doing when you try to split yourself up. So think of nothing else, focus on one thing, and basically immerse yourself in it. Just everything you're doing is really there. Because if you can truly focus without distractions, you're going to get more done in less time and with better quality. So it's just learning how to tune into that laser focus. Now, sometimes you might get that laser focus when you're working out. And then you can translate that into your different tasks or activities or whatever you're working on. Now, get a jump start is your tip number two. And basically, we all get that urge to procrastinate, but we always feel better when we get something done. So there's no time like the present, right? You get started right away. Now, something may seem like a really small task, and you know, you'll eventually get it done, so you know, why not do it now? Even if you start out with a small task and you accomplish it, you're going to feel better about yourself. You're going to kind of start to generate that role that you're going to be getting everything done in a timely manner. So you get it off your mind. You, know, you put a little check mark by that item. You've done it. You feel great. Okay, what's next? You're ready. And sometimes it's easier and better to start with some of these small, easy tasks than try to go for the big one because you kind of build your confidence a little bit. And I'll tell you what, productivity breeds more productivity. So once you complete something, you're ready to do the next and so on and so on. So no matter how big or small the task may be or project or whatever you're working on, your completion of it is always going to bring great satisfaction. Now doing things right now, which uh, we talked about in podcast 223 in case you missed it, uh, th these are habits that are keys to less stress. Less stress means more productivity, better time management. It all goes together because when you're in control of your time, you will realize that you've got a lot of it that you can use more productively. Um, sometimes we waste too much time on things that are not important. And I know I'm guilty of this all the time. Um, but if you start to recognize these things, that's half the battle and you can change it. So when you're more effective with your time, then you have more time to do the things that you want to do, like exercise and stretch, right? So you're going to decide that you're going to do something. You're going to get it done right away. You're not going to procrastinate. You're just going to say, I decide firmly to do this now.
and then keep chucking away on your list, but be realistic about that list too. You can't do everything in one day. Now, number three, I'm beginning to think I wrote this for myself because you know what, this is me also. And tip number three is don't let it insignificant details slow you down. Now, I'm so guilty of this. Um, I'll find myself trying to find the right shade of a color for a website and I'll spend an hour on it. And, and then I realize, what are you doing? So I've been trying to work on that myself by reminding myself to forget the details. You know, it's okay now, I can, I can move on, worry about that later. You know, get, get the big meat and potatoes done first, then we can worry about the shades of colors and the font and all those silly little details that I, I get too much stuck on. Um, so I'm telling myself, you know, move on, keep going. Um, that way I'm not going to slow down and realize I got nothing done because I didn't get past that one thing. And I sometimes do that trying to find the right word for something too. So a lot of these things uh, we all do. You probably do the same thing. Maybe you're writing a report and you're like, oh, what's that word? And you know, you think, well, I'll just write down this and I'll get back to it. And that's right. Keep yourself flowing. Keep yourself moving forward. And the more you remind yourself to keep moving, to get past that little detail and come back to it, the easier it gets. Now, if you're a perfectionist, you probably do all of those too. And it's going to be a harder mindset change to say, okay, move on move on. Um, but it's better that you move on, continue and go back and revise something. And that way you actually get to see it from a different perspective. When you go back to it, your mind's a little more clear. You're, you've taken a break from it. You know how things always look different when you come back after a break. That's why it's important to just say, move on and then come back and look at it. It's going to be even better quality because you're looking at a better perspective. You've got like, a, it's like looking at it all for new. So remember when you're doing things, and this could be anything from cooking to, you know, writing a letter. Um, tell yourself if you're getting bogged down on the details, recognize it and move on. Now I'll tell you something else that kind of helps me in the back of my head. I finally come to terms with the fact that nobody else is going to notice some of these nitpicky things that I waste my time on. Um, a lot of times I'll go through the entire podcast and if there's a little pop or a little noise or whatever, I mean, I'll hear it. Probably nobody else hears it, um, but I'm very picky about that. So now I've learned, you know what, let it go. Just get the podcast done. Most of the time the audio quality is there. Um, it might not be perfect to my standards, but you know what? It's good. You can hear it. You can understand it, hopefully. And um, it's better just to get the information out there than to worry about all those details. So a quick summary of these tips. First one, give the task at hand your full focus. Number two, get a jump start. Do something that's easy to do in the beginning. Keep adding those check marks and keep that line of productivity moving. And then number three, don't let insignificant details slow you down. Now, insignificant to you might not be to me, but I think we all can kind of agree that there are certain things we get bogged down on and those are the things you want to, um, well, get past. Now, talking about getting 
past, <laughs> I finally made it past um, the podcast. So if you've made it this far, thank you for hanging in there. Um, to be honest with you, it has, since it's been a while since I've done it, my program needed updating and it was one thing after another. So it was kind of a struggle to get this one out. But you know what? Uh, I'm, I think we're back on track. I'm really trying to get back to my Wednesdays. I, I wanted to produce these and get them to you on Mondays. But you know what? Wednesday always seems to be the best day for me. So sorry about that. Anyways, uh, keep uh, de- uh, keep a detail. Keep a lookout for some of the other things. Um, uh, there was a slew of them in here, so I'm just putting them on the podcast notes, and you can go check them out there. I'll put them in a nice, bright color so you can find them quickly and be more productive. As always, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I look forward to giving you all the insights to help you reach all of your goals and to help you get your best body ever. If you'd like additional information on these topics and more articles on health, nutrition, and motivation, visit fitnessmakeover.com, allinoneworkout.com, or coachkira.com.